0: Adam. Hmm. What's up, dog? Hi. Hey. <laughs> Hi. Hey. 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 <laughs> hey. So we're going to talk about whatever the fuck we want today, man. Yeah. What t- what's on your mind? Let me just look. You got any topics? I'm going to look through my notes.
1: <laughs> the <laughs> state of affairs <sighs> with video games. No. <laughs> Rian Johnson. Oh, okay. Who's Rian that? Rian
0: Johnson. Ryan Johnson? Ryan Johnson. He directed the second Star Wars. What else did he direct? <laughs> he didn't.
1: He kind of left a lot of people divided on it, didn't he?
0: Yeah, well, and he said he wanted to do that, right? You saw that (laughs) clip, right? Where he said, if I don't leave people divided,
1: I didn't do a good job. (laughs) If I don't mess up (laughs) the whole region, I didn't do my job.
0: You saw that, though, right? He said that. He said (laughs) those words. He said, if I haven't left the franchise divided, then I didn't do a good job. Really? I mean, I'm not sure that I disagree with him on that point. I don't know. Holy shit, he did Looper. Oh, that that movie was weird. You ever it's see that? Good as hell.
1: You liked it? Yeah, he did. Breaking
0: Bad. I like this guy. Kate, Coe, that's I good. I like this, this guy. <laughs> so I wanted to talk about Ryan Jansen. Jansen. Jans- 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 Johnson. Ryan <laughs> Johnson. Today, Adam on splade, we're talking about <laughs> Ryan Johnson. Is he he directed Star Wars: The Last Jedi. He also directed <laughs> Brrr, Looper. Looper.
1: <laughs> and Breaking Bad. Well, the TV show then, just being a TV director.
0: I'm going to try that again. Hey, Adam. (laughs) Today we're talking about Ryan Johnson. Okay. He specifically directed The Last Jedi.
1: Oh, The Last. The The Last last Jedi. (laughs) The Last movie.
0: No, no, no. The second movie.
1: Oh, it was the second one. The one
0: with the ridiculous horse race.
1: Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. Well, Man, it's been so long. I've kind of watched... Other stuff do <laughs> I've kind of moved away, but so I watched it, and here's what, I, I gotta say something. Yeah,
0: the fan base is divided over Ryan Johnson. I was watching Star Wars Theory. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm now a fan of Star Wars Theory, but he hates the Ryan Johnson. He hates the the new trilogy, and I think a lot of the old traditional fan base
1: does. Yeah, I can see that because they're taking something that there was set for them, right? Right, and kind of playing around with it. They don't like that. Anything new. So, here's
0: the problem with the original fan base's stance on that, guys.
1: Are you original fan, or are you the new fan?
0: I don't know. <laughs> here's the, here's the, here's the, uh, hold on, cut for a second. Cut, a cut there. Cut. Here's the issue with George Lucas.
1: He's very. Weird. He's an
0: incredible universe builder. Mm-hmm. He's incredibly good at plotty stuff. X happens, then Y happens, then Z happens.
1: That is true. He is very. He's he he tends to overdo stuff though. Because I'll take for an example the the scene where uh, the alien is shooting at Han Solo in the bar. Yeah. He's re-edited that same scene like thousands of times. Yeah. And he's added more to it. And it's like, you don't, you know.
0: Don't even get me started about the scene um, in Java's palace. Mm-hmm. The, in what is it? Uh, Return of the Jedi, where they go to rescue Han. Oh yeah. And there's this ridiculous song and dance number that comes out. That they, they added that, in. Yeah, yeah. It is the worst, most hideous abomination that has ever been witnessed in theaters. Yeah. It is so ugly. You have this private, intimate scene, this cool setting, and then he throws this CG character in there with way over-exaggerated features singing mm-hmm. this ridiculously out-of-tune song. You know, before you go in there, and there's just this sort of soft tone, you well, know? Oh, yeah, their background. Yeah. And then it's like,
1: then the whole scene becomes about that, that dance bit, which was... Uh, Like you're saying He went in later And he's like We need to add more to this We need to But it's like He's already built that out Right George Lucas
0: Owns the universe Don't get me wrong Mm -hmm. Right I mean not anymore Technically But still I mean from, from a spiritual perspective He owns the lore Right He owns the universe From a plot
1: X happens Y happens Z happens Perspective I mean he He has said that I don't really want to work on Any more of it it's done. You know, he's like, I'm, I'm walking away. Well, but he's not. He's not a good director. Is the problem? Okay, yo, I'll give you that. He's not good.
0: Like, mm. the, the, I think the original fan base forgets that they forget how bad the prequels are.
1: Yeah. You
0: know what I mean? Ryan Johnson's movie is, in my opinion, the most rewatchable movie of all of them. Okay. Except for maybe the original. Sorry, hold on. I overstated that. <laughs> Uh, you went barring, to the end barring <laughs> the original trilogy so episodes four five and six mm-hmm. right so um, of the new trilogy and including also the prequels um, so of those six movies so episodes one two three mm-hmm. and episodes seven eight and nine of those movies Ryan Johnson's episode is the most rewatchable
1: you find it very entertaining yeah but then again you're not uh, deep into the lore like that well I am well. I mean, you're not like you're not debating whether um, you know the, who was the original developer of a lightsaber, right? right? Right. You're not like three appendums deep into the lore, right? But you're just a movie goer too.
0: Well, everyone who watches a movie the second time is, yeah. That's my opinion.
1: So, if you watch a movie more than once, you're a fan of it.
0: What I'm saying is, the second time. You watch a movie like the first time you can watch a movie for plot alone, for information alone, mm-hmm. right? It's like, oh, that's how you know Han Solo got his name,
1: which really doesn't make any sense. But anyway, yeah. Anyway,
0: right? You can watch that the first time and it's interesting. It's like, okay, cool, right? Yeah. But the second time you watch it, that's no longer appealing, right? Yeah. You're like, you- okay, I I get it, Anakin. That's how Anakin became Darth Vader. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. You can't watch that again and be interested. And so if all you did when you tell the story is cover plot points X, Y, and Z, Mm -hmm. then you don't have something that lasts the ages. What draws you back, what makes a movie rewatchable is the human interaction.
1: Okay. Here's a good example. Would you rewatch, you know, Star Wars, The Last Hope, right? Or Forrest Gump. Both, both. Although I will say that
0: Forrest Gump is heavy.
1: Yes, heavy, emotional. Yeah, it's very but good emo- character yes. and good storytelling. Yeah, but you you go back to Forrest Gump more often than yep. you would, let's say, like the Christmas story or um, what's another like holiday movie.
0: Well, even the Christmas story I think is is incredibly rewatchable, and it's for that reason it's not there's not
1: plot points that are, you have to tick off. Yeah, it's just a series of human experiences. So you're, you're seeing the movie for more of the human experience than it is for, say, the hardcore person who's like, hey, I want to see this. I want to know more about the lore, and I want to see it on the screen, right? Again, you take the Marvels. You got all the interaction, you know, story building over decades, right? Okay, well Let's go back. So okay.
0: Let's rewind a little bit. Sorry, guys. We had a bit of an interruption there. We were talking about human moments mm-hmm. we talked about Forrest Gump Yeah. versus and how that's rewatchable versus and we talked about A Christmas Carol Yeah. it's rewatchable because it's just a series of human experiences and then you said
1: uh, just building out the story you know having that emotional movies that you can go back and watch over and over again and you still have a good time with them with me I guess when I saw the Star Wars I just watched it once and I you know moved on I'm not that deep into the lore either Right. Well, even if you are, what I'm
0: saying is that doesn't carry the movie th- over and over through replays.
1: Yeah. So... Unless you're like setting up like a whole chart and explaining to your family the intricate, you know, dimensions of the movie. It's like, oh, this is Darth Maul, right? You know? <laughs> here's what I say. You know what I like?
0: Leave that for the comics. Leave that for the, uh, the lore cards. Leave that for the... The board game. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Like, leave the bullet points for the for the junkies to, you know, let the books fill that out. Mm-hmm. Flesh that out.
1: <sighs> I have
0: so much <laughs> to say, and I've had to interrupt it twice. I'm super frustrated. It's all
1: right. Okay. Again, like you were saying, don't, you know, don't do the whole bullet point thing, right? You know. Just take your time.
0: Yeah, leave that for the lore cards. Leave yeah. that for the for the comic books, for the books to flesh out the plot points. You know, if you care about that and you want to know really badly, go find it. But that's not what you go to a movie for, even if you think it's what you go to a movie for. You don't go to the movie to see if the gaps filled. Mm-hmm. Maybe some gaps. You go to the movie to experience something that you, you haven't experienced in real life.
1: Well, you're you're the kind of person that says I want to be entertained, right? You know, I, it doesn't matter if it's no, no. You actually want to have like I want to I want to live <laughs> the life
0: of some other character, some other human being.
1: Well, that is being entertained too, right? Well,
0: no, I mean you can be entertained by <laughs> a, a tightrope walker. It's entertaining. It doesn't mean that you're <laughs> vicariously living through them, right?
1: Okay, it, so you want a full immersion kind of thing. <sighs>
0: I want to live vicariously through the character.
1: Yeah.
0: And I can't do that if you're dropping exposition on
1: me. (laughs) A lot of exposition. A lot
0: of exposition on me. Okay. I can't do that if you're lining up plot points. Yeah. Okay. But if if you're there just having a conversation, you know,
1: Mm. this is General Husk. Yeah. Right. Or talking about politics. Okay.
0: I'll hold. Right. I know that pissed off a lot of fans. Right. But it was real. You know what I mean? It was a real moment. Yeah. The real human beings would have. Here's something that I want to talk about with Shakespeare. Okay, drop some Shakespeare. <laughs> Shakespeare is known for having heady, you know, prince and kings mm-hmm. stories. Everything's about kings and, and queens and princes, and it's heavy. You know, it's, it's all hyperbole and like <laughs> life-ending heady dialogue. But you know what Shakespeare was also really good at was grounding shit, getting people to making it real. Mm-hmm. You know, those kings and queens had faults. They had flaws. Right? Yeah. I, I think, I, so I was watching, um, I watched people talking about Luke Skywalker with such, even Mark Hamill. Mark, yeah, Mark Hamill. Hamill mm-hmm. with such reverence. And it's like, you, you realize that Luke's amazing because he's flawed and he didn't become perfect. Over the over the original series. No, right? Yeah. He didn't become perfect. And if he did become perfect, this is the important part. If Luke became perfect during the original trilogy, then he has no fucking business showing up in the movies again mm-hmm. because he's no longer human.
1: Yeah, I mean he was he would have been ascended to just the perfect, you know, character. Yeah.
0: At which point he's no longer <clears throat> interesting. He's a Superman at that point. Yeah. Okay. He's a Mary Sue at that point, right? If if he gets to the point where he no longer has any flaws, then why the fuck are you watching him? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I get you. So if you really want Luke Skywalker back, then you want him flawed. And it's not abnormal for a human to reach some sort of great point in their life and then step backwards.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I have a lot more to say on that, but I've done a a massive monologue.
1: Yeah. Well, you're, you're just saying that you want the character to hit that height, but then somehow be brought back down. If you're going
0: to include him in the story again, you got to break his, you got to break his niece.
1: Well, if you do, okay, if you're going to take it, the classic example would be Superman, right? Okay. He's the super, Superman, everything. And they're like, well, here's his flaw. He's weak to kryptonite. You know, he, he's an alien on another world. You know, he's all that he has the strength. He has all the charisma, all this other stuff. But what does he actually do with it? Right. You know, he saves a few people here and there he keeps with it's not
0: really what he does with it that bothers me with Superman it's the reason Superman doesn't work
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's not about what he does
1: that's what he doesn't do <laughs> maybe yeah. he but. has no vices yeah that's the thing you know like they say you know I don't trust someone who doesn't have a dark side right so yeah
0: that's from the movie right? yeah If I know your dark side and I know you have it, then I trust you. You know what I mean? It's like, okay.
1: Look at all the iterations they've done with Superman. Like in the alternate universe, Superman goes crazy, becomes authoritarian, becomes a dictator. So he just conquers the world. Um, There's other versions where Superman lands in Russia. See I can watch. Yeah. Russia, he lands in Russia, is raised by Russian uh, communists, and then he becomes, you know, the SS man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then you got... uh, where he lands in Mexico instead of the United States and he's an illegal immigrant
0: no way that's a trip
1: yeah that one is pretty interesting because you know he's caught by border patrol as a kid and they're trying to get him into the car and he picks the car up and throws it
0: that's awesome <laughs> see that's an interesting story
1: yeah but you know it's a character you can play with right you can make him invulnerable. Phys- I think and
0: I used to say that this was not possible. You could not have a superhero that's invulnerable physically, right? Mm-hmm. Like Superman is like uh, kryptonite. Come on. that's not enough. You know what I mean? But especially when he, he dies from it and then comes back to, to yeah. life. You know what I mean? Um, but so many times. <laughs> <laughs> I think that you can get away with that as long as he's vulnerable emotionally. Mm mm-hmm. And by that I don't just mean like he can get sad. I mean he can fuck up mm-hmm. big time. Get yeah. drunk. And lose his and temper. Yeah. Smash a building, you know? Of course, that's what people hate about um I think one of the one of the recent the recent Superman returns where he like they blow up the city. Oh yeah. They're like, Superman, you don't you can't let that happen. I think I'd agree with that. I I don't necessarily want him to be like having thousands of people die off screen that you don't see or millions of people <laughs> we just but don't talk about it we but... just don't talk about it and it's just okay I agree with that if, if you're gonna kill people off screen like
1: you need to let the audience
0: sort of be aware of that
1: mm-hmm. that they're actually showing the aftermath that yeah. the consequences but yeah. you know and that's a lot of what the movie Zack Snyder tried to cram into right? in like three and four minutes right
0: right the audience can't digest it that fast oh, yeah. even if you showed it to them they can't cope with it and you can't have a happy ending after that either you know what I mean
1: like okay um, Saving Private Ryan you seen that
0: yes no sorry I haven't actually seen that you never seen it okay. I know that's what I should have seen but I haven't seen it.
1: it I mean the first opening act is them landing on Normandy Beach okay so you see a lot of the aftermath you know like getting gunned down and just trying to take the hill so you're getting first hand knowledge of it in the Superman movies, you know, they're just like, oh, Zod's attacking, you know, Metropolis. And the, you know, skyscrapers are getting destroyed and all that. And they're like, oh, these buildings are empty. You know, they they kind of wave it away, right? Yeah. But then later on, they went back and retroactively said, well, there was one building that wasn't empty. And that was uh, the Wayne building. And Batman's there, you know. Oh, he had to save that one guy. He didn't know who that guy was, right? So it's like, here's some emotional stuff that you're supposed to care about, but you don't, because you don't have that connection. Well, I like, I don't know, I might disagree with you there. I think I like what they tried to do. They tried to add back in that
0: emotional weight that was supposed to be there. Like, you're supposed to feel emotional weight when buildings are being destroyed, because there are people in them. Yeah. And I don't know that there was any sort of statement in the movie that they that they were empty you know what i mean if there was it came after right no,
1: well there was that one where they're fighting doomsday and they said oh thank goodness it's the end of the work day these buildings are empty now
0: mostly empty
1: yeah it's like um it's still a city you know yeah, yeah. i don't
0: know if you know this people don't go high at five and go home at five o'clock yeah okay especially in the cities right
1: <laughs> just the whole city evacuates up, yeah, at five no, o'clock no
0: there's thousands of people dying um and livelihoods being destroyed. And, and there's, you know what I mean? Yeah, I... But... So the, the the point that I was trying to make there, though, is that Superman... Yeah, he, he needs to F up, not necessarily in that way, but he needs to, he needs to have flaws. He needs to have a dark side. Mm-hmm. And that needs to be shown. And they've tried to show that a little bit with, like, Justice League, maybe?
1: Somewhat. I mean, where he, the, the part where he goes into authority attain mode is when Lois Lane gets killed by the Joker. You know, the Joker stole an atom bomb, and he blew up Metropolis, and Lois Lane was there. So he lost his mind, and Batman's trying to get information out of the Joker. Superman comes flying in and just punches a hole through the Joker, you know, kills him. And he's like, that's it. I'm not going to keep putting criminals away. You know, they all die. So the first thing he does, he goes to Lex Luthor, rips him in half, and then he goes over to, like, all the other villains and kills them, lasers them all up, and then makes a big floating justice league in space that just orbits Earth. He makes Wonder Woman his queen. (laughs) You know, appropriate. Yeah. And then he tells Atlantis or Aquaman, you give me Atlantis and you do my bidding, you know, you be my cops. So Aquaman goes, Yeah, I I can do that. Green Lantern tries to fight him. And he takes on you know Green Lantern, how yellow is like his weakness. Mm. Oh, it's in the comics anyway
0: Like the color?
1: Yeah, the color I don't know why they did that
0: I don't know, Green Lantern's
1: dumb Yeah <laughs> Um, <clears throat> But yeah, he makes Green Lantern another uh, You know, like, victim So it's like, you know, you go across me This is what's going to happen um, Who else was there? It, you know, it's a whole messy thing But he becomes this authoritating dictator Where the world is like Just in shambles, but he doesn't care He's like, I still rule over you. You do as I say. You can live, not yeah. well, but you're living. <laughs> that's normal, though.
0: That's believable. The thing is, is like with that much power, you would believe that you would do that. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> uh, where, where were we? Um, <laughs> character moments. Yeah, that's that's the problem. And um, back to Ryan Johnson here for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, the director. So there's there's a. There's flaws, mm-hmm. right? There's some issues. I, th- I think he did ignore some critical... There's some critical character traits that he ignored with Luke Skywalker. So I do think that Luke Skywalker needs to fall. Yeah. He needs to be a fallen angel. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Not as far as Anakin fell, necessarily. Maybe. Uh, well, no, I don't know. I, he doesn't need to kill younglings, and that's kind of my point. <laughs> that actually comes right onto my point. Mm-hmm. He shouldn't be attacking Ben Solo with a lightsaber that he was like afraid that he would become anyone who knows Luke Skywalker knows that he was a man of loyalty. Yeah. And once you're a man of loyalty at his age, once you've learned what loyalty means, right. Mm. And once you've learned the meaning of family, right. You know that there is no world in heaven or earth where Luke Skywalker would have drawn his lightsaber against Ben Solo. Mm -hmm. Not one ever against his nephew, against his sister's son yeah he would never have done that ever so ryan johnson you done fucked up there With Okay, that one
1: that was stupid of the highest but that's kind of what pushed ben into the dark side you know yeah but find a different way you know, home. that's what I'm saying. Is, is There's a million
0: different ways to push Ben over the top. You know what I mean? Well, you didn't need to turn Luke Skywalker against him. And and there's a million ways to break Luke, for Luke Skywalker to fall and become morally flawed and be interesting without breaking his core character. So his core is loyalty. You can't break that. You can make him a bad person. Mm-hmm. You can give him other flaws, but that one you can't touch because that's integral to who he is.
1: Okay, so in the Jedi Order, you have the the normal Jedi, which is the light, mm-hmm. and then you have the dark side. But in the middle, you have the gray Jedi, which are well, supposedly George Lucas is
0: very anti there being a, such a thing as a gray I know, Jedi. I know he's yeah
1: left or right, you know he doesn't yeah. care. But you know, and some of the things are like, well, some of the younglings, you know, still training, are still considered gray Jedi because they're not really one side or the other, right? Okay. They're just, like, getting their feelings, because they're still young. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, Yoda would be considered, like, the unflawed character, right? Like, Yoda was a normal Jedi. But he did have jealousy. Or not jealousy, but rage. You know, fighting, what was his name, Count Dooku? Did he have rage? He went after that one Jedi. Remember they had that battle? I can't remember what... Was it Dooku or was it someone else? And I'm not saying he never experienced rage, yeah. you know, but I'm just
0: saying that they never really showed anything more about him, you know, in the movie. By the time the movies came out, even even the prequels, I think Yoda was be- was beyond rage at that point, you know. You think? Yeah, I think he'd mastered himself at that point.
1: So he was all pure just Jedi then. Yeah. yeah he was a light. I think so. Um but he wasn't really a. I mean, he was a main character. He didn't really go into more of his story, though. Other than with like Mandalorian. Now.
0: So are we trying to debate whether or not Yoda is an interesting character, whether he has flaws. Yeah. Hard though. It's a good question. I'm not really ready to debate that right now. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not ready. I, I don't. I don't see him as a Superman. You know. Mm-hmm. I. But I don't. I, I on the other hand, though, I can't really name what his flaws or failings would be that would make him yeah an interesting character. But he was humbled, um, though. But on the other hand, you know, if he is sort of one dimensional, he's also not necessarily a main character. He's not a primary, you know, character. Mm-hmm. Obviously, your your primary characters need to be multidimensional. They mm-hmm. need to have depth. Um,
1: he, he's just a picture of. um uh god in the sky you know it's like yeah he's just there right he can add
0: color and accents you know in that way but if he's going to manipulate the story if he's going to intervene as mm. soon as God starts intervening in the story other than just sort of being an accent or a color yeah when he starts manipulating or changing the story during key moments then it's a problem right Um but it, it's okay to have a God that is perfect as long as he stays out. You know what I mean? <laughs> as as he, he minds his own business. You know what
1: I mean? But Yoda does intervene a few times.
0: Well, I mean, he trains Luke. Not really. I mean, he fights, he fights like the emperor, but it doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't, yeah, they, it doesn't change the plot. Up. You know what I mean?
1: Now the emperor being just pure evil, he is always, you know, interfering with the story though. Cause yeah. all, all his doing is that. Yeah. And you're fighting against him. That's what the main character is doing. And, uh, yeah. Oh no, those are just the two extreme sides, right? We have,
0: we have two different sort of, of discussions going on here though. And I want to call that out. So we, we have whether or not a character is interesting mm-hmm. based off whether or not they have flaws and then they have, we have what I originally wanted to talk about a little bit more, which is what makes a movie interesting is human experience. And those are just kind of two different topics. Part of human experience is that characters have flaws and, and those manifest in, in their engagements with other characters and, yeah. and you get insights into those flaws. I want every scene in a movie to show me something about the character more importantly than I want it to show me something about the plot about the history of the world mm-hmm. if I want the history of the world give me a lore book
1: <laughs> so you, you know go to the movie theaters and they hand you a book
0: yeah no I'm serious I'm serious I would love to buy a movie theater ticket and then get a lore book and be like look if you give a fuck, you know what I mean? If you want to read this. If you want to read this, this is how Han Solo got his name. You know what I mean? And then in the movie, just let Han Solo be Han Solo.
1: Mm-hmm. You know I, what I, mean? I get what you're saying. You want more characters that are relatable with, you know, that you can actually put yourself almost in their shoes. Yeah.
0: I mean, I just, you know, every line of dialogue needs to be devoted to showing me something about that character and mm-hmm. not showing me something about the plot. And I think that's where Ryan Johnson is much stronger. With the, than oh. George Lucas. And I think that's why there's some episodes of The Mandalorian that are really strong. Mm-hmm. You, know, you have someone like Dave Filoni, who is incredibly good, like George Lucas, at universe building, mm-hmm. and he's he's true to the spirit he, of, of uh, George Lucas. He has the fan base's respect for doing the Clone Wars. So um, you have someone like him working in The Mandalorian to make sure that the plot points line up, the universe, the lore is... And there's nothing wrong with lore. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. It's just that I don't want it in my movie, other than maybe (laughs) hinted at or accented, right? Drop lore hints in the movie Mm -hmm. that I then have to go look up online. That's fun. But don't shove it down my throat. And so you take someone like George Filoni or George Lucas, Dave Filoni or George Lucas... mm -hmm. And you pair them with an incredible director like Ryan Johnson, and I think then you have a match made in heaven. Like I would love to see a movie where it's like Ryan Johnson directing, mm-hmm. but George Lucas guiding on sort of like the lore and the backstory. That would be producing, but yeah, know,
1: it, it's interesting though because it's like you're saying, you know, I I just want to be hinted at certain things where i was like i'm not really sure i better go look that up you know yeah because it's nice
0: it's like sugar on a cake you know lore is like it's like sugar on a cake man it's like you know i don't know man it's it's like 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 frosting or whatever yeah the frosting that's a bad example it's like it's like salt it's like salt that's Mm -hmm. a better example like salt you know what i mean like a little bit of salt is essential Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but if you just eat salt you're gonna vomit (laughs)
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? If, you're, if your movie's nothing but
0: salt, then yeah. The meat and potatoes is the human experience. And if you don't have that, then you have the prequel trilogy and you got salt.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's it. There were some moments. Don't get me wrong. It's not like the, the prequels are completely devoid of those discussions. There are. I've watched them again multiple times recently. There's moments. There's moments there where it's, where it's where the dialogue is allowed to be... You know, there's a little bit of witty banter back and forth between Anakin and uh Obi-Wan, you mm-hmm. know, that's organic, slightly, slightly. It's a little stiff, but it's, you know, it's there. Yeah. There's some moments that are not desperately in service to the plot.
1: Uh, you know, <laughs> the Obi-Wan back and forth with Anakin, is, you know, he kind of was like go away. all right Anakin we're going to go here now we're going to go do this we're going to go over here you know listen to me now anakin you know yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> very condescending obi-wan right, right. anakin going Ugh, i don't want to <laughs> yeah I, I, I want to be a jedi but those
0: those and but yeah and those were the moments that, that were okay but there's just there was there was so much that he, and part of the problem is there was so much lore. There was so much that he wanted to pack into those movies yeah. as far as like checklists of like, this has to happen and this has to happen, which means that like in any given scene, you've got to, you've got to add it X, Y, and Z information into that scene, mm-hmm. which means some character has to say it, which means exposition. It means plot dump. It means just, you know what I mean? It means I'm reading you a lore book instead of me and you having a conversation.
1: I mean, yeah, a lot of movies do go into a lot of exposition where they're just telling you stuff that you don't really need to know. Right. But, you know, sometimes like you're saying, you hint at it and you move on. You just keep the movie going. But then there's the movies that don't even do anything with the lore. You know, they just have what they think are good exposition moments, or not exposition, but character moments. But the characters aren't really doing what you would think, well, I'm trying yeah, to. Yeah, get- if the
0: character is inconsistent, that's a problem too. And yeah. that's where I think Ryan Johnson fails. Because I think Ryan Johnson does amazing character work. Especially, I mean, he did Breaking Bad, right? Mm-hmm. He did F- Looper. It's amazing, right? He's done these amazing, amazing movies. Um, and I think, again, from a rewatchability standpoint, The Last Jedi stands apart. But he, again, he he, he broke some core concepts of the character. So it's like you can show a, a good conversation mm-hmm. right between two human beings but if then in the next scene one or the other of the characters are as different than they were in the scene before if if you've broken that consistency yeah another another example is luke skywalker not showing up and this has been called out by the fans right mm-hmm. not showing up in person i'm sorry but fuck off ryan what the <laughs> fuck no anyway so um
1: you're saying, we lost the camera, if you haven't noticed. But you're saying Luke Skywalker doesn't show up. Yeah. So
0: what I, what I'm saying is 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 uh so Luke Skywalker didn't show up in person to save the rebels at the end, or even see Leia, or to confront Ben. And you could say, well, he's not a coward. He was going to get, you know, it took his life to do it. But that's not the point.
1: You don't you want- don't phone
0: it in. <laughs> Okay, you don't zoom call your way into the last Jedi. Okay, the, the ghost coming back as oh, a whatever. zoom call. Yeah, yeah. The little doo, 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 doo. What The hell, <laughs> they're sitting there with Ben Solo, and then all of a sudden, like a big screen comes up yeah. and it's doo, zoom. Doo, doo. <laughs> Yeah, Luke Skywalker, <laughs> Obi Wan, and Yoda calling. Ben, don't, don't, <laughs> don't, don't answer. <laughs> Stop, Ben. Just know? a little zoom yeah. chime
1: going off, and he's like, "Click." That's what he did, yeah.
0: basically, and. What? That was that was a miss. So, A, Luke would never, ever, ever, ever raise his lightsaber against Ben Solo. Mm-hmm. Would not. I would say we toss that out. That is not lore. That wouldn't have happened. That's not in character. He would not have phoned in <laughs> his confrontation of Ben Solo. Come the fuck on, Ryan. You know?
1: Well, okay. The whole thing about him wanting you know going to stop ben or you know remember back when anakin was like i have to find a way to save uh, padme and he was so con- you know brought up with that mm-hmm. did you find that as a compelling character development that he was so obstruct with the vision of his future wife dying right
0: yeah, i thought that was a believable motivation yeah
1: yeah and that was the emperor's fault though because the emperor was clouding everyone's mind okay you know that's the part yeah. of the phantom menace they're like oh we don't know why all this trouble's happening you know people yeah. are fighting for no reason. Anyway. That was
0: believable. So all of the I mean, George Lucas did a good job of giving people decent motivations. I don't I don't think that he was inconsistent in that way. Yeah. Um I know but but so so my issue is not with that. My issue is that then when it came to actually directing the scene, you know what I mean, he's like, "Okay, now you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to this, cause you got to cover all this ground." Yeah. It was too much. You either needed to give more movies, or you needed to to take some of that out, put it in books. You know what I mean, and give us a few more moments of just human interaction. There was a scene that was yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, there was a scene that was supposedly cut where Anakin's beating up Guido or Guido.
1: Guido, yeah, yeah. He went back and pretty much uh, killed the Sand People. Well, no, no, no. I mean like as a kid, young Anakin. Oh, young Anakin. It's like
0: in a fist fight, like on top of Guido,
1: hitting him. Guido yeah anyway beating him yeah he was a, what was he he was little a slave green, merchant yeah
0: i don't know some green dude so um why wasn't that in there i think they because felt that- it didn't cover any plot points but
1: it was a it was a real human moment and it needed to be there i could see that but again anakin in the you know young anakin was all about like i'm just a kid you know i i'm a i'm a genius we, but, well, Anakin was, you know, he was a slave. So was his mom. Uh-huh. And you know, if the slave is beating up the master, he ain't going to survive much longer, right? Oh, he's
0: beating up another kid, another slave. Kid. Oh, another kid. Okay, yeah. I thought
1: you thought he was beating up the master. No, anyway, that, sorry. Yeah,
0: no, he's he's punching the, the little green kid. It's like you know,
1: and there was a little that's... green kid there. See, I even forget.
0: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't in the movie. It was cut. Oh, and that's my point. It shouldn't have been. Yeah. So that shows you the failing in George Lucas's expertise when he... That was the wrong decision, mm-hmm. creatively. Like, if you were to cut something, cut the scene with the metachlorine count.
1: That and... And leave the scene where Anakin punches Guido. <laughs> the scene where he added a bunch of CG animals to nothing. Like, he's panning the camera across and oh all those CG animals have to be there, apparently.
0: Oh, my God. It's yeah. so bad. And there's these quite intimate scenes. There's one with, like, Luke... In the original sh- trilogies there's one with like Luke and Obi-Wan they're like walking in to the you know to the bar in um, oh uh, uh, Miles Osley, yeah yeah and Mos Eisley, right they're like walking into the bar they, you know they just got away from the stormtroopers or whatever mm-hmm. and the camera just kind of pans quietly away or something like that and then of course there's like beep, 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 but some little thing has got to fly across the screen it's this quiet like low space, you know what I mean mm-hmm. low BPM like intimate moment and it's okay to have that one thing that you learn in any sort of creative format whether it's photography writing film mm-hmm. space and I've been very very bad at that this this conversation because <laughs> I have a lot of information that I want to get out and again
1: maybe you shouldn't put out a book <laughs>
0: right white space is critical in absorbing information and so having the just an empty scene is okay, George. Yeah. You don't need to put something in every single
1: space. Yeah, of nothing but noise. The movie you would probably hate is Uncut Gems. Have you ever seen it? Mm. It's a uh, Adam Sandler movie. <sighs> oh, okay. It's not uh, like I, I him being like crazy it. and wacky. It's supposed to be his serious thing, but characters will not shut up. They go from one wow. scene to another and it's just like
0: constant it's like it's
1: just noise, right? But it does have character development. You might like the character development, but the noise just nonstop. Another uh, in our movie that does that is like um those kid movies, um spy kids, you know, stuff no, like God. that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Nonstop noise just to keep them entertained,
0: right? Kids need space too. If you actually want the kid to absorb it or or the audience, you you need to put in Yeah. Space Damn.
1: And, and, and... Uh, Teen Titans did that, too. Anyway, yeah. I'm just glad that I haven't seen it. It's on Cartoon Network, William. Don't tell me where it is. <laughs> oh, it's there. I don't want to know. Uh, so, you're saying good characters is what gets you. I'm saying, yeah, not...
0: Well, I'm... No. 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 <laughs> I'm saying human interactions
1: and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say this one more time because you keep bringing it up (laughs) (laughs) human interaction and putting yourself in the character's shoes but making it believable that what they're doing needs to be yeah is what they would do
0: yeah it needs to be in the moment it It, needs to be present yeah it needs to have good pacing and space and Ryan Johnson is a master at that and people don't give him enough credit he Uh, effed up Luke's character don't get me wrong (laughs) and he deserves to be just smitten for that. But he is a better director hands down than George okay. Lucas by an order of magnitude.
1: Are you watch any uh, Hitchcock stuff? He was a good character developer. Like uh, Bates Motel. You're not really into horror, though.
0: Not really, no.
1: But it's probably good. <laughs> oh, I mean, he does a lot of, like you're saying, you know, leave enough space but just give him tidbits of the character. So, like the Bates Motel... The lady had just stolen a lot of money, right? And she's trying to make her way to, uh, I think, California. She stops at the Bates Motel. You know, they have a little bit of character while she's checking in. And you get hints of Norman Bates, you know, lur- lurking in the background, just like watching. That's so I mean, awesome. Yeah, you know, and you just get yeah. those little moments. And then the famous shower scene, you know, where and she... It's not
0: telling you any history or backstory of no, Norman no. Bates. It's just a...
1: You get little hints, you know. Yeah and he's like oh my mother wouldn't really approve you know you, you get the feeling that he's more of a mama's boy and but he's so off you know you're just like wow what's going on with this guy right and then you get the shower scene where he's wearing his mother's clothes and he pulls back the curtain knife comes up and he kills her okay. but then you know you later on you find out that Norman Bates mom died years ago and he's just been living as her right <laughs>
0: That's creepy as hell.
1: Yeah, but it's all, it's the black and white. It's those moments of silence or... Well, they were way better at that back then.
0: Nowadays, everything, you feel like everything has to be so high paced. You know what I mean?
1: Well, that's thats because of the 90s, uh, you know, like the blockbuster movies. Early 90s, uh, 80s. You get those loud movies. Um, Which you can have
0: up tempo. Yeah. Yeah. You got to then have moments where you bring the tempo back down. Mm-hmm. You just, you got to have some space in there. You got to have some balance. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. But again, blockbuster movies, Armageddon, right? Uh, Independence Day.
0: Oh my gosh. I mean, Michael Bay. He yeah. Just, I do want to see his new movie. He has one about the, the pandemic.
1: Really? Yeah, yeah. That
0: just came out. <laughs> I think, right. Isn't he? I think he did it. It's like, such so, so than a sunflower, <laughs> samsonite Uh, samsonite
1: (laughs) i can't see that i tried to watch the ninja turtles
0: because i want so bad to be a good ninja to be good and it just isn't it's just it's noise it's
1: constant lines of dialogue thrown in your face here's a meme reference here's that you know yeah uh i I'll know about michael bay doing a pandemic (laughs) But, but, but
0: not like human dialogue you know it's just Random dialogue, oh,
1: and and, and uh, like when the
0: shredder comes out, and he's just like, I don't, I don't, like he doesn't talk at all like it, and he's overdone too. It's like, it's like I can't even watch them have a real fight. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. put a fight choreographer in there and give me a real fight between the shredder and the and the rat. Yeah. Instead of putting like a bajillion knives on him that you know, I
1: and mean? uh. <laughs> make him a walking cut. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I okay, so you got those movies but, you know, I think maybe expanding your, you know, movie watching a little bit. You know, you try different genres, try whatever. If if you don't like it, you can, you know, say you don't like it. Everyone's entitled to that, right? Like most people say they don't like Fight Club or they don't like No, nobody says that. No, people do. Literally nobody <laughs> has
0: ever said they don't like Fight Club.
1: You don't read the reviews. <laughs>
0: Nobody has ever said that.
1: Yeah. No, people have said they don't like a Fight Club, don't like a Fight Club.
0: Nobody has ever said that.
1: I've I've seen people.
0: <laughs> They're trolling, man. If if someone says they don't like Fight Club, they are straight up trolling.
1: Have you seen how much? How many times have you seen Fight Club?
0: Probably a dozen times. Yeah. That's and I watch it again and a minute. will
1: watch it again.
0: That's not the like real moments. You know what I mean? Like what yeah,
1: actually, actually happens. He goes insane, right? A guy
0: goes insane, starts a fight club, blows up a building. That's yeah.
1: it. He, you know, he wanted to take everyone back to you know zero. The rest is just you getting to watch
0: his insanity. Yeah, that's it. That's what George Lucas needed to do with the prequel trilogies. He needed to be like, okay,
1: let's <laughs> combine movies. The stuff.
0: only thing that has to happen mm-hmm. is Anakin needs to go insane. Anakin
1: makes up a he makes up a imaginary friend, which is Obi-Wan. Yeah. And he makes up this whole new religion, which is the Jedi. He thinks he can move things with his mind. (laughs) He beats up Guido, (laughs) kills the sand people, goes out into outer space, imagines another little imaginary friend of, you know, Yoda. (laughs) Gets rejected. Goes even more crazy. clip but it's space Haduken. <laughs> I don't know all that had
0: to happen was that he had to go insane that's the only plot point that you had to check off that's yeah. it if, if, if that you know what I mean it's like well I have to tell how this happens and how this. no you don't have to do that mm-hmm. give us a book if you want to tell us how all that happened that's great you need to know that all that happened as the writer you should know what's going on in the world mm-hmm. you should know it write it down and then forget it write it down Set it on fire. Forget <laughs> set it.
1: Set it and forget it. That's a wrong comment. Anyway.
0: All that actually has to happen in the story is Anakin has to go insane.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay? That's it. And just go with it. And then just show him being insane. Now, there are
0: free... Um, oh, God. And I'm sorry, but I don't care how much he loves Padme. Mm-hmm. I, I've heard it argued that he was weeping when he killed the youngling. I'm sorry. But no, it w- at no point was it established in his character history that he was dark enough to do that. Yeah. That that was never justified. It doesn't matter how much he loves
1: Padme. I could not do that. Well, his transformation into the dark side, like killing the younglings and everything. He, again, they're like saying it was the emperor who was saying, I can save her, but <laughs> I'm going to need a favor. You know,
0: another thing that I hate about that. Mm. Yeah. So i just kind to cut you off because I was like in the back of my mind thinking about, yes, the Emperor needed a favor. <laughs> it's a dark favor. Here's the problem with that. They had the younglings die off screen. Yeah. Here's the problem with that. If you're going to do that, then you better fucking do it. Like show it. Yeah. If you're going to kill younglings, mm-hmm. children in a movie. Okay. Don't hide it. Don't
1: hide it off camera. Don't cut away.
0: Yeah. If you if the if you're gonna try and tell the audience that the character is really that dark, then you better fucking show us that the character's that dark. You just go Otherwise, away. like nut up or shut the fuck up. Anakin is not capable of that, and you fucking know it. And that's why you cut the scene, George. <laughs> that's why you cut it out and didn't actually show it because. You know, the audience can't actually cope with the reality of that. Well, it also would affect the rating, too, you know. It'd be too dark for Anakin. He wouldn't be showing up as a ghost in the last in the last scene, redeemed, if the audience had seen him slaughter children.
1: That yeah, he wouldn't be able to come back as a you wouldn't, ghost? The
0: audience wouldn't forgive it if they'd actually seen it. Mm-hmm. So it's bullshit. The fact that, and the audience knows that subconsciously, it's no longer real. It's disjoint from reality and the audience can no longer relate. It becomes a fake sequence of bullshit events. Because if it had actually happened, mm-hmm. there would be no redemption arc. You don't come back from that.
1: Uh cognitive dissonance. That's what uh they do that in video games where the character shoots up like, you know, so many people, right? But in one cutscene he's all distraught about one person, you know, he killed. Yeah. Him. But yeah, it's that. Yeah.
0: But it's I don't know if it's cognitive dissonance. I, I would say it's 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 cognitive inconsistency or, or, or character inconsistency. You mm-hmm. know, it's a problem with pacing. It's a problem with spacing. <laughs> if you're gonna do that, then you have to you have to actually reconcile it. So, like a good example is the Dark Knight trilogy. The
1: mm-hmm. uh, Christian they Bale. kill off
0: his love interest brutally. Kill her off. Yeah
1: that the Harvey Dent he is broken not only through the rest of
0: that movie but in the next movie years decades later not just for the character but the audience has waited two or three years for this next movie to come out there has been two or three years of mourning and he is still shattered okay yeah they did it justice if you're gonna go that dark right Mm -hmm. then you gotta really do it and you gotta let the character actually recover before before anything happens. So if you can't go that dark and then just write it off as oh it happened off screen. Mm-hmm. So I can
1: just quickly flip it around. You know what I mean? No. I'm trying to remember the movie. Okay, so I remember she got she got blown up. 2 mm-hmm. Two-Face got made. Yeah. Um He was in his
0: mansion, right? He was going after. her. He saved her by he saved Two-Face by mistake.
1: Yeah, well, he went after Two-Face, right? But he's she trying, He thought
0: he was going after her.
1: But after that, what what was the movie where he was just soaking in the mansion that had Catwoman in it, right? That's the next movie. That's the next
0: movie. And he's still just in isolation in his mansion. Other he's a broken man at that point. And he
1: but because the- of that he had the limp, remember, and he was like, "This is all from fighting crime." Was he? He wasn't fighting crime, though, was he?
0: I don't. I think he was broken after that. Okay. My understanding is that after that, I mean, he might have gone out a couple of times after that, but from my understanding, is everything after that broke him, mm. and he remained broken for years afterwards.
1: Because the way I kind of see it is that he did a little bit more crime fighting, you know. You know, he was still Batman. But he got hurt a lot, you know? So he had the limp and everything. Yeah, but his
0: soul was crushed from that. He wasn't see, the same. Yeah. And they showed it. They let you see it. They, you, you know what I mean? So his the first half of the next movie is him trying... Like, the first whole half of the next movie is him trying to get his soul back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That That is the type... That's real. That's good pacing. That means that you went that dark and then you gave it enough time for him to come back from that darkness. Okay. Mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi to Last Hope. You know, even though it's, you know, a dozen years or whatever. You don't you don't, you know, Return of the Jedi to 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 um Empire Strikes Back or Revenge of the Sith. Oh, Revenge, sorry. To to Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's it's 50 years or, or whatever it is right mm-hmm. 30 years but but um but in the, the, the audience is mine the movie's already out um you know it's like I it, just a few weeks ago or a few days ago even Anakin was still hugging Padme and and loving and nurturing it's like you don't you don't go that dark mm-hmm. and if you do you
1: don't get redeemed you know
0: yeah and so I, I don't
1: know man you know <laughs> Uh, there was a skit they were doing about Is Batman a bad father? Mm-hmm. You know, to Robin And they're like, here's Exhibit A All the times you put Robin in, you know, danger That of acid, you've lost a Robin You you know, he got killed, Dick Grayson um, mm-hmm. You know, this other time that the Joker <laughs> Had him tied to a bomb And Batman's like, whoa, whoa, whoa I'm not a bad father I just, I give him extra extracurricular, you know exercise and he you know what teenage boy can disarm a nuclear device (laughs) and throw batterings and capture a bad guy at the same time name one (laughs) (laughs) but it's like yeah you're kind of a bad father if you're doing that but yeah it's interesting yeah there's
0: there's a balance there right between Mm. um allowing uh, children or or uh, mentors mentees or whatever yeah the room to make mistakes which is how they learn yeah uh without yeah but to being a vigilante you know, acid, you know <laughs> yeah um all right man that's pretty heavy I, we're, we're low on time right now so yeah. i'd like to do a more light-hearted segment but i think we're gonna have to call it that's for, fine. for this week and yeah. i'll have to see if i can cut that into something interesting something yeah, yeah. um There are going to be pacing problems. Yes. (laughs) Because I had a checklist of stuff to cover.
1: Again, you fell victim to what you were just saying.
0: We'll see if we can figure it out. All right. (laughs) Um, I don't know if this is going to work, but I hope you guys enjoy it.
1: (laughs) Remember, Batman's a bad father. (laughs)
0: Batman's a bad father. Peace out.
1: Later.